Hey, Fish Fam, it's DJ here, post-edit DJ, and we just wanted to say that we're sorry for uh, getting this episode out later than usual, ran into some technical difficulties, and, uh, you know, we try to pride ourselves on uh, getting you the content that you guys want on time, and so, uh, you know, there's just one little hiccup, uh, but everything should be back to normal. Um, We appreciate you, and thank you guys so much for your support, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. See ya. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Death Ratio Podcast. My name is Devin Sanford, a.k.a. Brevin the motherfucking dude. And I am joined today by my wonderful little Charity Blossom. Garrick Bartholomew. It's Garrick Bartholomew, you know, that's his nickname. How you doing, brother? Uh, is it Friday yet? Um... It's like Friday minus four or minus three. Sorry, <laughs> dude, no. No, so far away. It's it's <laughs> it's always Friday for me right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's like a whole other problem. I know, I know. Right? It's, it's, we're working on that's getting like it just, solved. That's like just as bad as me wishing uh, it was Friday. You know? Yeah. Oh my god, what's the focus? Oh my god. But no, dude. I just it's a there's a it's a busy week at work and uh, I'm already over it. <laughs> I already wishing it was through. Can I I I I can't like I can't agree with you more. I I am in the middle of setting up interviews and like blocking out my schedule to take up other things and do like other like you know like little side jobs and gigs right now just to make sure you know my my back end is covered, right? Um right right. right. Cover your back end. Yeah, yeah. Having to use my car fund now to rely on some shifts on uh, the venues. Yeah, I'm I'm going to. I'm going to this next month. So smart. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll probably only be doing like for the most part, I'll probably only be doing uh, shipwreck and death ratio for a little bit. Like if if everything works out with that um, until I get something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, speaking of knowing how it is, because he was just giving me all the tea earlier. Not that he needs to go into it, because that's a whole other thing. But we got oh. Twitch's very own DJ Sinfix. How you doing, baby? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. It is going, dude. It is. We're going. That is for sure. That seems to be the vibe of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's honestly. Yeah. It's been a weird one. It's been a weird one. It's yeah. It's been a. It's been a hell of a weird one, dude. Uh, some like, fucking. Did I tell you guys I got a parking ticket? No. Other, uh, last week. Wait, no. for yeah. what? Like, what was the violation? For parking in like. Okay, so like, the way the lot is set up is weird. Okay, so like, cause there's like two mm-hmm. like two. I love sections. how he's already one, defending. He's already one, defending. No, his one section. One section. He's done wrong yet. One. One section is is gated off for the the athletic like director's building or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a free lot for us commuters, right? So the way their lot set up kind of juts into our section. 
so like there's a weird like diagonal slant like in the on the border so um there's like a there's like a few spots and then there's a zone where it's like yellow and it's like checkered off right mm-hmm. and usually people see that and they park there anyway like I, you can like fit like three cars in that like slanted diagonal like yellow line spot mm-hmm. nothing ever happens the one time and i i've parked there too many a time but I was getting late for class and I decided like, all right, that's the only spot. Like I saw someone, I literally saw someone pull out of there. And so I pull in and park my car and I literally went to class for just two hours and I came back. There's a ticket on all three cars that were like my car and all the three cars that were there. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Someone decided to do their job today. Like literally I literally came for one class and I had to pay a hundred dollars basically for that class. and and i and the funny thing is the fucked up thing is i i came to class this week right on monday and i see a car parked uh, a bmw parked like uh, like slanted on the whole thing so like no one else could park there at all so like i'm like oh dude that guy's for sure getting a ticket if i got a ticket he's gonna get a ticket i went to class i came back no ticket on that guy's car nothing and I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then the, today I came and looked. There's someone also parked like that. And they haven't gotten a ticket. And it's literally 4.30. Uh, it, like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, you've probably been parked there all day. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a ticket. I don't know, man. It, it, I fucking hate. Yeah, That's some selective bullshit right there. That's what I'm saying. And I can't even appeal it because they're right. Like, like yeah, I did not park in a designated zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Fucking security guards, dude. For real. For real. Well, guys. Speaking of parking tickets, we're also gonna be talking about Station Wagon, a survival game. Uh Lost in the Fey Wilds, the right price for horse armor, and much, much more. Because this is Good Kraken's Death Ratio, your choice for all the nerdy video game news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. West Coast, best coast time. If you're into that, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services wherever you would like to watch or listen. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv forward slash Show. If you have Amazon Prime, tell them, DJ. Prime Gaming. That's right. You also have Twitch Prime, and we would love for you to give that to us to help us game with you even more but you can also support us by going to our youtube channel clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching death ratio and leaving a review there leave a review do it do it tell them i'm the five star man with the five finger plan let's go times that by two it's ten but because i have i have ten fingers not just five share podcasts with friends yeah yeah, you you tell your friends, and then you tell your friends to tell their friends, and then you tell your, dog, your friends' dude. friends' mothers about it, and then 
maybe their dads too, but moms always yeah, want to support a, their friends. Share, share it to your entire <laughs> family tree mm-hmm. through Ancestry. Yeah. yeah. Go to Ancestry.com, make a group with your family, and then your first blog or bulletin or post or whatever you do. I don't know if this is a thing. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. You're just like, you're go, like go check this tree. out. How about this link tree to all of our <laughs> yeah. good crap podcasts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly, which you can also, (laughs) which you can also find on our Discord and our YouTube. Guys, speaking of all that, we got Hmm. some critical hits, and those critical hits are exactly what we were just talking about. Our podcasts are now available on all your streaming platforms. Once again, that is wherever you would like to listen to your podcast. If you are an audio listener, please go look up Death Ratio. Please go look up. 20,000 films under the sea. Please keep listening to Shipwreck Show because I know most of you already do. And please join us on YouTube. Uh, more of a visual listener. Yeah, you you like the colors. I like he's the guy that, that's got to turn down the radio when he can't see the street sign. <laughs> I do that. I am that guy. Ironically, I am that guy. Cut that shit down, man. I can't see. Or it's like when you really oh, need to focus. You to focus like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I'm merging. When I'm, when I'm I do merging, it too all the time. Like, yeah, I got to turn yeah. the music down. Like, the traffic's yeah. getting a little heavy. Or when you're focus, focus, you know? looking for a parking spot and you're like, I need to concentrate and make sure I can find the right spot. Especially when you got a parallel park too, you know? <laughs> I'm always like that. But yeah, look us up and leave a review. Share this to any social media site that you use. Share us. Because the only way that we can grow is if our community grows with us. And that includes you. If you're listening, share it. Tell the people. Yeah, we don't about have any it. sponsors, guys. We like you, the, the only re- the only way we uh we get spread around is if you, you tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, you know, help us grow and help help yourselves grow with us growing yep yeah because if we grow that means you grow too and then if you grow we grow and then we're all growing not a ponzi scheme i I promise yeah there's no pyramid here the only pyramid that here really is you guys are coming out on top because you guys are getting all the content like like guys we have merch we're about to come out with we have special episodes we're about to do we have so much going on now because we met our goals and that all started with you so it's all coming back around to you guys by telling other people about it so it's more like an inverted pyramid yeah we're on the bottom you guys are coming out on top you yep yep yeah in any way shape or form that you want to um with that being said guys uh i think it's time we go into our next segment and garrick can you tell the people what we got Dude, I've literally been workshopping. I'm, I've been trying. I'm like, I'm not even gonna pretend, guys. I've been trying to come up with a segue for this <laughs> fucking segment. I can't do it yet. I like, it's just, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. I'm a bad podcaster. But you want to know what? We have our hands-on segment next, so we're gonna head to chapter select. That's right. Yeah, Time to load it up, baby, and let's go. Uh, we got a couple games yeah, we want to talk about. I gotta get on DJ's level, bro. DJ's already starting to get good with the segues, and I can't. I'm, I'm not bringing it. <laughs> you know, I I I would have just said it's time to load up the game and hit chapter select because 
you know, that's where we're at. Dude, my brain is fried <laughs> already, though, bro. It's actually so bad that it's like it's Tuesday, and I just want this week to be over so that's fine. badly. I'll I'll I'll, so... I'll preemptively give DJ the warning that I'm calling on him next. Then. <laughs> Yeah, but see, DJ, DJ's DJ's already got it in the bag, though. Yeah, bro. yeah. He's got a he's got I, that youthful. I got brain. a grocery bag, dude. Yeah, he's got, got a gro. He's got he's got, got his grocery tote. He's got his he's got yeah, his grocery tote. I'm he's... going to Trader Joe's, visiting yeah. Trader Ming, getting the fucking dumplings. You know what I'm saying? Mm, dumplings. What about the cabbages? <laughs> <laughs> cabbages dude i gotta make kimchi my cabbages kimchi. yeah my my cabbages yeah, my cabbages <laughs> guys 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 okay we are gonna move into our first game that we're gonna talk about tonight and that is nightingale i have been playing nightingale off and on um and to to get started with this i think i fell off of it a little bit but i'm starting to get back into it um the the very beginning of the game can be kind of slow so far this, this is a survival game um this this is on pc heard, only like, the, like one people's biggest critique like is that the opening is so dull it is extremely dull and it made me fall off i i only have about it says i have eight and a half hours but i really think i only played like six like i might have just left the menu open or something you know fair um, some early impressions right? yeah so so my early impressions i want to say for a survival game this game is beautiful it really is uh as you can see from like a lot of the sceneries that we have showing um it it is beautiful and it is interesting it kind of off of a very first impression it gives me uh like like a uh it's 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 like fable with with a slight aesthetic of um of, of bioshock infinite if that makes any sense um because there are guns and stuff like that in the game too that's a very late game i'm still very beginning game like i'm still using like your axes pickaxes bow and um i'm using crossbows and and stuff like that um right you know is it so typical survival yeah game, yeah like progression yeah it's it's very similar to rust if that makes any sense like with yeah, the with the gameplay to be wise, like the modern comparison with, mm -hmm. with like these sorts of games is like Rust or Valheim. Mm. I have a feeling that I could really like this game because I love survival games. I do. I absolutely love them. It's got a really in depth system, as you see in the footage right here. It's showing all the different kind of clothes. They're holding a lever action rifle. Um, and the the character design is very reminiscent of Bioshock, um, Infinite. Um, th this game can be fun. It really can be. It the the combat can get a little kind of dull in a sense. It's a lot of samey same slash 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 in the same direction for the most part. Maybe switch it up every few. Um, some of the um, there's there's realms that you travel to a lot. Um, and a lot of the realms only have a couple different kinds of enemies in them. Uh, I've I've encountered everything from uh, these these goblin elf looking things. They kind of remind me of the uh, remember the snow elves from Elder Scrolls. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it, they remind me yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, they remind me a lot of the Falmer. Um, there is uh, I, I've seen everything from like giant spiders, which would freak the hell out of uh, Xander. 
Um, there's like, ogres. That's like standard fare in yeah. like survival games, though, right? Yeah, there's ogres. There's too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's lots of, like, kind of fey-looking creatures and stuff like that. Um, as you see in this in this footage right here, um, for all you audio listeners, you get umbrellas in the game. And the umbrellas are like your gliders that you that like enshrouded has Mary gliders. Poppins, um, yeah, pretty much that joke has been made with everybody that I've played it with. Um, the one one disappointing thing for me when it comes to this game uh, in the multiplayer aspect of the game uh, there are quests and dungeons on in each realm. It's kind of like it's isolated world, like island, you know? If you join a friend and they're in a realm, and let's say you want a base in that realm as well with them, you know, make your own separate house and stuff like that. If they've completed the quests and the dungeons in those realms, it will show up as cleared. Like, you do not get the opportunity to explore that realm the way that that person has already done it. Which I think is a big disappointment, mm. honestly. Because that kind of takes... That takes the fun away from playing with a friend, right? You know? So you're just... It's kind are you, May I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you meant to spend long periods of time in each realm? Or are you meant to just constantly be moving on? I think you're meant to have a home realm, right? Like one realm where your base is at, right? And I think the the whole party feature to be playing with friends is more so not for an exploitation factor, but more so as like, hey, I'm going to do this dungeon. I need some help. It's a little hard. Can you help me out? You know, like think of it in a sense from like a from software game, like, hey, I'm having a hard time on this boss. Can you help me fight it? You know? Gotcha. But yeah. if somebody's already cleared a piece of content in that realm, you can't go back and repeat exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. So you have to you have to do your own instance, essentially. Like, and the way that you travel the different realms, there's this uh, contraption. It, it's a uh, it's there's portals that has a a realm um, card like uh, machine where you use a card mixed with another card. So you get your biome card and then you get your um your like your buff or debuff card, right? On and that that creates the realm that you travel to. I see I haven't even gotten close to seeing anything like this in the game <laughs> that we're seeing right now. That that's like some weird goblin dragon thing. Um but the whole point of this game really is it what the interesting thing is it actually does have voiced characters and a story to it. I think this game could be a good single player experience akin to Elden Ring where you do get that multiplayer help every now and then when you have friends that are on and you just want somebody to join you. Um, and uh, it starts off with you are getting pulled into the Fey realm from, um, oh my God, I forgot his name already. There's, there's a character that pulls you into these realms and saves you because the world as you know it earth is is being destroyed from a calamity so mm. you you are chosen along with other um humans that are known as fey walkers to uh to make it to a grand city for a salvation called nightingale um and there are dark forces that are trying to stop the fey walkers from you know getting into a mm. prosperous life 
and you have to go collect um, different kinds of magics and materials and find your way to Nightingale, essentially. Uh, that's what I got from it. Uh, Josh and chat, a card for your card that is a card for your card, for that card, for a card, for the homies card, for the homies, <laughs> essentially. Um, I Again, this is an early access. I'm still playing it. I have not gotten to a point where I feel like I can give a uh, official review in a sense of whether you should play it now. I think if you're interested in this game, I think it, and you like survival games, I think you should definitely give it a shot. Um, but uh, like I said, this is this is uh, there's still so much I have to figure out and the, there's so much to do. And the very beginning of this game definitely uh, has a long tutorial very long tutorial it feels like i'm still in the tutorial and i've already been playing the game for like seven hours you know oh it ha has this game caught interest to any of you guys i really would like to play it i need to see it I, but it'll be one i would be interested to see if it comes to consoles like one day like i don't i'm not really interested in like playing this on pc Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is plans to bring it to console, if I remember right. D does that sound familiar? I, I want to say I, there is. I looked, but I, I don't see. I don't see any confirmation one way or another at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a. I think it's a. We'll see how successful are we are sort of scenario. Yeah. With this game being in early access, it is only like twenty five dollars too, which I think is a a good. Yeah, I think it's thirty. I think it's thirty right now on Steam. 30 now uh, i i think i got it because i i got it on the day it came out it was it was only like 25 bucks when i got it um but uh but i am interested to see where it goes like i said it is gorgeous it is absolutely gorgeous one of the prettiest survival me games a little bit of um the aesthetic reminded me of uh oh god the shiagorath dlc from oblivion oh um in like the best way yeah yeah uh god what it's some shivering isles shivering mm -hmm, yeah yep. yeah dj I, d you had your hand up uh when i started talking did you have a question uh no I, I was just gonna say like uh i remember us all of us really like really looking forward to this game like all mm -hmm. the trailers we saw but i i think like i just thought we just stopped thinking about it we stopped talking about it um because it was it was so long since we we saw any more information about the game mm -hmm. and i didn't even know it, it came out until devin you or, or came to early access until devin you mentioned it and i was like oh shit like like the there wasn't a sure. like, huge announcement there wasn't like uh i didn't see too many i mean of course my twitter feed now is just full of fighting game community shit but i still didn't see anything related to it like at all so i, mm -hmm. I just i just didn't know i thought it was like one of those games where it's gonna come out in like late this year or 2025 you know Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you're not wrong about that part. It's probably going to be a full release in 2025. Um, the, the, this game is not bad. It's not. It's not. I, I personally, I still have enough drive that I want to play it more. You know, I just have to be in the right mood to play it, if that makes any sense. Like, dude, throw, the, the soundtrack in this game is actually beautiful as well. It, it has a very good orchestral score to it. Um, 
a lot of times when I play survival games or like MMOs on PC, I will be listening to music through Spotify or or like watching a YouTube video. But I don't find myself doing that with this game so far, uh, which is really, really nice. Um, I'd like to see them uh, update the fighting in the game. Uh, it, j I'd like to see it just a little bit more fleshed out and have some better animations. Um, there's this funny thing. I feel like when you open and close doors in the game, instead of getting the full like swing movement, it's like really fast. It's like open all of a sudden or closed all of a sudden, like really, really quick, uh, which I, I don't personally like that. That's that seems mm. like very old game. You know what I mean? Uh, if that makes right. sense, because um, in, in games like this, when it comes to survival, granted this is a mystical it is a it is a fantasy game i still like some sort of realism factor to my video game yeah, in like a survival a game of disbelief you don't want to be reminded yeah relative immersion is yeah know, right yeah which yeah. they do hit that on a couple things like if i'm chopping down a tree in this game you you don't just hold a button down and you have the the animation like you do in other games you actually have to swing your weapon and depending on where you hit that tree it takes chunks out of the tree um and just like in Valheim depending on the type of wood or the type of ore or rock that you are mining you need to have um you know the tools that are meant for that level equipment. uh right. which i also appreciate i like that a lot too um that comes back from the uh, old days of playing runescape if you remember uh, what that was like oh, good <laughs> um i'm interested to see where this goes um i i want to see more of the story fleshed out um and uh yeah it's it's uh if you're interested and you like supporting games in early access and you really like survival games um i i i think for for the price i don't think it, it's it's a bad it's a bad deal uh th this game is not going to go on sale for a very long time because it is a cheap game and no, uh, probably not the only way that this game can get better is if more people play it and more people support it in um, in the condition that it's at because that is the whole point of early access um, I will definitely be giving a uh, more in-depth review once we uh, once I get further in this game because I will continue to play it hell yeah hell yeah man i'm I'm glad it's like at least reignited your interest i was worried it was gonna suck i was like i was looking at some of the steam reviews and a lot of the reviews that i was looking at kind of echoed some of your same things like they decided that combat was kind of clunky mm -hmm. and uh like i guess a lot of people want like an offline mode for this game like they don't mm -hmm. really feel like it needs to be an always online scenario despite it being a survival game with some multiplayer elements like they so I don't know. It seems like your your critiques are warranted and and shared across other people playing the game. So I'll keep mm -hmm. an eye on it because I do think it's a really pretty game. Obviously, it, I don't think it's so crazy that it won't that it can't come to console. And mm -hmm. honestly, it's a shame. I feel like some of the better survival games don't ever make it to console, and I wish they would. Yeah, I Garrick, I think you would like this game. I. I probably would. It looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it looked up my alley. There was just I don't know. Like they just I feel like they just stopped promoting it, and so I just forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Uh, like I said, the game is not going to get better unless more people play it. 
uh, that's how early access games True. go. Well, yeah, it it goes. A lot of the um the feeling of this game so far is um it feels like Sons of the Forest in the very beginning right now. Um, which I think a lot of us can relate on um, with how that game was. Uh, the the full version of that game just came out, and it took about a year for that to happen. So I'd be interested mm-hmm. to yeah, see they where they can out. go. Um, there's another game that uh, we've also been playing, mostly Garrick, but uh, thank you to Garrick giving me a, a belated birthday present. I've also had the chance to play. Uh, but I'm going to pass the uh, the stick over to Garrick here because we are going to talk about Pacific Drive. Hell yeah, man. Is so there... this is a game uh, I have gotten to play quite a bit over the last week. Uh, I'm actually probably going to play a little bit more of it this evening. Uh, but this this game is... God, I fucking love... I love unique experiences in video games, boys. It's a fucking treat when developers are willing to take risks and try fun things with their video games. It reminds me so much of like the late nineties and early two thousands where like experimental games were like just the norm. And you could go to, I'm going to date the fuck out of myself here, but you could go to blockbuster and like just rent like three or like three to four games over the weekend and just play the fuck out of them and just like it just do rinse and repeat and like i got to play and try so many fucking cool experimental games that way and this game reminds me uh so much of that era of video games in the best way possible pacific drive is a roguelike uh driving simulator survival game where you play as a character known only as the driver and you uh, are in the midst of a delivery and you get sucked into an area known as the Olympic Exclusion Zone, which we only know takes place somewhere in the Pacific Northwest around the area of uh, Oregon and Washington. Um Somewhere it looks it it appears to be somewhere deep in the woods in the mountains of those two areas somewhere about and uh basically this exclusion zone is a walled off government test site of all sorts of like crazy x files s c p s phenomenon and uh you get zapped in there and when you arrive, you discover a wood paneled national lampoons esque station wagon that is now your basically your sole companion uh and like and also your 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 primary tool of survival in in this game and honestly it's awesome you are forced to develop like a very real relationship with this car in a sense that you would if you had owned your own personal vehicle for a lot of years like if you've had a car for a long time like you know how that car behaves and this game really highlights like what it's like to be like a longtime owner of like a used vehicle or just like a longtime owner of a vehicle that you put a lot of miles into and it makes for a very very interesting concept for a survival game 
Uh, so basically, after you get zapped in, you get your you get your station wagon, which is a, a it's, which in and of itself is a supernatural device known as a remnant, and uh, it's like it's your armor, your shelter, your your home away from home, and your 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 means of transportation in the Olympic Exclusion Zone. You start out in a garage, which acts as your base of operations. Uh, you start off each each drive uh, by prepping, you know, making sure your car is in good working condition uh, and making sure you are stocked on the appropriate supplies. You do this by individually inspecting every single piece on your uh, your car. When you've got your car pulled into the garage, you've got like a panel off to the side that lets you know when you're connected to it. It tells you if like there's any pieces on your vehicle that has been damaged uh, you can go scan that part and it will tell you what's wrong with it and any potential fixes for the problem. And then you have to create uh, craft those solutions using uh, parts that you've gained out in your previous drives to keep your vehicle up and running to get yourself deeper and deeper into the Olympic exclusion zone to hopefully get yourself the hell out of here. Uh, because it turns out the remnant that you have been tied to this car uh, is driving your character mad. And ultimately, everything causes you to like, uh, you know, uh, Sudoku yourself. Mm. So you're trying to free yourself from basically uh, the being un being unwillfully bound to a supernatural object that's going to drive you insane. Uh, but that same object is also your means the fuck out of there. So it's a very interesting give and take. And it's like this sort of a bittersweet relationship you're you're forced to have with this car. And uh, you, you the game is so fun that you are for you're forced to care about this car like you you have to give a shit about this car. It's almost more important that the car survives than you. Like, mm -hmm. that's how it feels. And you have your own independent health beater. But, like, if anything goes south, like, you're not worried about you. You're worried about the car every single time. Because every time you get out into the Olympic exclusion zone, uh, you are faced with anomalies galore. Uh, the anomalies are various events, entities, beings, things that you encounter while out in the Olympic exclusion zone that... Uh, that hinder your ability to progress in sw some way or another. Uh, these vary widely, and there's tons and tons of them in the game. Plenty of them I haven't seen yet. Plenty I haven't identified yet, but I've seen them, so I don't necessarily know what they do. But it ranges from anything to uh, mannequins that are essentially like Doctor Who's weeping angels, uh, known as tourists, to floating rock clusters in the sky just dub potholes to literal gigantic log cutting saw blades flying across the roads called can openers dude it's wild you have these things called uh, abductors that are essentially like these little alien drone things that attach themselves to your car and try to like yeet your car into oblivion they have like Objects that essentially functions as police ballards, called ballards that will like raise stones up from the ground and flip your fucking car upside down, dude. It's it's crazy the sorts of things that you're 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 encountering. And most drives have dozens of these anomalies at a time, right? It's not just one or two. Like you are navigating through fields of these. 
and they all interact with the players in different ways. The tourists explode when they touch you. Uh, you know, the can openers will damage your car. There's uh, another one called a left-right that when you drive through it, it fucks with all the electronics in your vehicle, and the vehicle just starts basically driving itself like it's Kit from Knight Rider and just doing all sorts of weird shit. And it's it just, it's a very, and it's all tense. And while you're, you're all trying to navigate through these anomalies while trying to, to, to scrap abandoned cars along your way and, and, and scavenge, scavenge these deserted buildings and scientific outposts to collect materials, to upgrade your car and keep it in working condition while you're out in the zone because you're actively taking vehicle damage and you're, you know, and then you got all your shit that you need and you're like all right you know i'm i'm running low on gas i i I got nothing left to charge my battery after it dies this time i've got a broken headlight a leaking right tire my fucking trunk door just fell off and i need to get back home you've now and so you're running around the map collecting anchor energy to power your port to teleportation device to get your ass back to the garage all while still avoiding these anomalies. You get your stuff in your anchor, and you're like, all right, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, baby. You push that button, you open that portal, and then a big freaking beam in the sky just drops down, man, and you now have to tear ass to that location because the instability in the zone around you is rapidly collapsing anomalies are starting to pop up all around you in rapid locations you're having to like dip and duck and you know your 5d's a dodgeball deciding whether or not you want to tear through that anomaly and let it fuck up your hood or beeline it through the woods to your left knowing that that beam is far off in the distance all the meanwhile behind you and instability is closing in and you look in your rear view mirror which yes functions as an actual rear view mirror and reds in the headlights baby and it's getting closer and closer and closer and all of a sudden you are barreling through a bunch of fucking trees dude that portal is right ahead of you that red beam's coming through you dude is trying to fuck you up you hit a boulder last minute your car flips over in the air but you're still going forward baby you fly through that portal boom dude you crash back into your garage your vehicle slides to a halt you barely make it back alive rinse and repeat that is how exciting this game feels every single time and it's amazing i fucking love it it's a good game. It's a good game. I, I, don't, I don't think I, we need to ask questions. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I feel like Garrick, Garrick just you just ended off right there. I, that, I that's punctuates everything. I I love how passionate you get about games you like because you legit just start yelling. It's so funny. You remind me of like Bill Burr of like video games and less cynical. <laughs> Honestly, you know what it is. Garrick is our Bill Burr. Yeah, video games. he's just I less mean, cynical. Style. I get it. Yeah, just just less angry. There's a method. Yeah, because yeah. no, like it's yeah. a it's a constant build up, but he's like, just like bringing the audience along with you. Like, yeah, he's just like, like we're taking the steps to get there. He's like, you're playing the game, you're driving, you're getting to the spot, you're picking up the scrap. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then That's there's an anomaly, feels, <laughs> and then the, and, and the fucking fucking parking monitor. Oh they shit! Come in and say, hey, you can't, sir. You can't park there. What do you mean I can't park? There? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Shane gifted the sub to Manda Panda. 
Hey, thank you guys. Thank you guys. But honestly, uh, the games are really, it's a truly unique experience. Uh, yeah. The game has great audio. I was expecting this to be like a non-voiced um, indie experience. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a lot of disembodied voices that you interact with uh, that offer a lot of dialogue about various things kind of going on throughout in the game, um, which really, really enhances the atmosphere. And the atmosphere in this game is everything um, to the point to where it really, really helps overcome some of the game's shortcomings, which it does have some. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't sugarcoat as much as I love it. And like that gameplay experience was something that was literally how I ended one of my runs. Like I literally, that was something I had that happened to me as a player. Yo, I'm going to go back because I think I just saw the mystery machine a second ago when they were doing the paint here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, <sighs> and yeah. You can, you can, you can, uh, you can develop like a very like personal relationship with this vehicle like you're taking care of it you're making sure it's in working order and you know it, it will develop genuine quirks like i don't know if you guys have ever driven an older car or owned an older oh, car yeah. or just what it just like what it comes with like having like vehicles that just kind of do strange things this game really really encapsulates that like after a few missions in i had this fucking thing start happening with my vehicle where every goddamn time I turned the windshield wipers on, dude, the fucking fuel gauge would start following the windshield wiper pattern. I couldn't <laughs> fucking tell how much gas I had until I turned my fucking windshield wipers off, dude. That's and funny. so like you have to actually take your vehicle back to the garage and go to something called the Tinker Station. And you have to like in it's like it's it's a puzzle almost. You have to be like when I turn on windshield wiper fuel gauge like you know fuel gauge fluctuates and then you have to like f then you have to figure out if that was the appropriate diagnosis for the problem and then you have to have and then and then it will give you a fix for it but you have you have like so many guesses per uh route you before we're like ah fuck i guess i'll figure it out next time and you have to go out on another drive and recoup your guesses so you can re-tinker on your car to figure out what's wrong with it yeah, I'm... and it's interesting because it really forces you to pay attention to your vehicle because you like because because are you like okay the windshield wipers are when the windshield wipers are on the fuel gauge is going but it only happens if the lights are on so if I turn the lights off and then turn the windshield wipers on the fuel gauge doesn't do the thing so you're very you're like very focused on like on the way that your vehicle behaves because it's your lifeline out there and like some of the things like you know like it'll be like you know that's just obviously that was just kind of a very like what the fuck sort of thing that was happening but i've had quirks that my vehicles developed that have been really really detrimental to my runs uh one that i experienced while i was uh playing with Devin and i were hanging out the other night was every time i turned my wheel my fucking lights would turn off <laughs> and there's areas of perpetual darkness and after it's nighttime you can't see shit so when you're tearing ass at 60 miles an hour down a rainy muddy road and this is actually simulating real vehicle conditions dude i can't tell you how many times i accidentally like flipped my car it was amazing yeah i i can't wait to play this game more i've only done the first official mission uh in the game which is it's like, but but 
I min-maxed the fuck out of it. I, I went and did everything in that level, which I know you are, you're not going to be able to do that. Not not even close no, to all it, the time. At, at, no, it, definitely not. There's definitely, like, you get to a point at every junction or every part on your route where inevitably mm. the stability of that portion of the zone breaks down and you gotta hope you were in either near your next point of your junction when that happens or you were on the inside of the map and it's not like we're and we're not talking like a fortnite circle where it just comes from the outside and goes in that shit might spawn right where you're at and just shit it'll just close right fucking then and there and you're all of a sudden you're driving through shit that's ruining your vehicle yeah yeah i'm definitely interested but to play like, more of this game it's great it's it's honestly it's a great game uh like i will say there are some there are it does have some flaws uh, mm -hmm. i'm playing on playstation 5 i have experienced some frame issues uh mm -hmm. on console uh where like it's gotten to like it's gotten pretty choppy when some of when i've got lots and lots of stuff going on uh on the screen this is an indie developer um so and i do believe this actually might be one of their first games uh don't quote me on that but i do believe this is one of their first games uh mm -hmm. and like honestly from a concept and like how fun it is the game's incredible the atmosphere is incredible it's a great game um the soundtrack the too the soundtrack, the soundtrack and, and the soundtrack and the atmosphere are all it are all top notch Everybody that was involved in this project felt like they were doing making something that they truly, truly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can tell that, like, the people that probably made this game, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a Pacific Northwest developer as yeah. well, because it feels like they have a very, like, astute understanding of, like, the the uh, the, the climate of the Pacific Northwest and what it would be like to drive around. Mm -hmm. in in these in this place and if you've lived there you know and uh That's me. It makes i live for, there like a holy <laughs> it makes for a wholly unique experience um if you like survival games if you enjoy uh driving simulators um like this this is a this is a fantastic if you like horror games even if you like atmospheric stuff if you like cozy games shit uh and like honestly this game has so many accessibility settings so many accessibility settings it's insane you can like down to like making it a dry like turning off anomaly like stuff and like making it a driving simulator and like turning off and like and adjusting the way the vehicle and the road stuff behaves and, and, and like audio cues and the way the vehicle like stuff approaches like, like for uh you know, like uh, like audio, vi audio and visual impairments for the view, uh, for the nature of the game. It's incredible. Like mm -hmm. for them, it it's it's very thoughtful given the nature of this being an indie game, which like indie games notoriously lack accessibility features. This is the first game I've. It's just like the most accessibility features I've ever seen in an indie game ever. Um, and honestly, like this is a play it. This is a play it now for me. Like as a as far mm -hmm. as rating is concerned, like uh, I I I'm, I love this game. Uh, I'm so glad I got to I got to play it right away. I hope that my review gets other people to try this game uh, because this is just like Jusant. This is one of those indie games that I believe will get better and will receive lots of love the more people get out there and play it and uh we'll give give this these sorts of developers 
uh, even cooler uh, things that they can do in the future. So yeah, this is a play it now for me. I absolutely love Pacific Drive, even with some some menus and some navigation quirks and and, and some frame rate issues. Like this is an all around banger of a game, and I can't wait to play it more. Yeah, no, this game is really fun. I would agree with you on that. Um, people should play this game. They they really should. They really should. Um, so with that being said, guys, uh, this is Pacific Drive, and it is available on PS5 and PC. Uh, it is both on Steam and the Epic Game Store, uh, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's cheap. It's cheap. It's another cheap game that's yep, great. Thirty dollar game. Yep, it's another game. another great game. Um, that's not gonna you know put a hole in your pocket uh, when you get it. So uh, definitely definitely check it out. Um, especially if you like weird like sci-fi thriller horror and driving stuff all at the same time. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, guys, I think it's time we move on to our next segment and dj can you tell the people what we got going on next well ladies and gentlemen you heard the reviews from nightingale and, and pacific drive from Devin and, and garrick but you know we know what you really want and it's to get to the end game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about the end game with destiny you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying guys we're gonna be talking about balancing microtransactions in games so, first thing I want to bring up here, the folks at Blizzard have decided to release a horse mount that is $65. $65 dollars. What is, that that is two Pacific drives, two Pacific drives for a mount. Now, I I think I'm all about supporting developers. I'm all about, um, you know, purchasing DLC and stuff like that. When when we get the surprise of free DLC, uh, it's all it's always a welcome invitation back to a game, right? Uh, I know Garrick and I have talked about um, Dying Light 2 and how they just came out with a big update, adding more features to the game that, that could have been DLC, you know, type paid stuff, honestly. They, mm-hmm. um, but... I feel like games have been really just being made to sell microtransactions, and um, we see it. We see it a lot with uh, with you know Call of Duty and uh, games that are akin to that genre. Um, but then we see games like Hell Divers too that come out, and you can earn all of the paid um, in in game credits. Uh, to to buy the 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 paid armors and items, you can earn that all in game. So they, I feel like they have a really good balance with that. Um, DJ, I know this was uh, something that you really wanted to talk about tonight. Um, could could you take it away for some people and and bring up some key points here? Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because there's um there's been a lot of discussion recently, and and of course, like like Devin, like you said it. Like the trend in gaming is to kind of make a game like with more live service games, we're getting more microtransactions, and of course, you know there's a lot of discourse, a lot of discussion, uh, a lot of people, a lot of gamers believe that any sort of microtransaction is just terrible. 
and shouldn't be in games. And there's uh, the other side where it's like, okay, I accept microtransactions as long as it's fair and not predatory. Um, and each each side has a point, but um, a lot of the discourse seems to like miss the mark uh, from what I see. Uh, what sparked this conversation that I want to talk about to you, to you guys is, um, so Tekken 8 has been out and I've been playing Tekken 8 a lot, right? Um, and, uh, they did like a little podcast thing, uh, to explain like the roadmap for like the, this like upcoming months for the game, uh, talking about balance, talking about, you know, the next new character adding to the game, but they also, uh, talked about adding, uh, a Tekken shop, a shop, a storefront for the game in which people can buy um, just cosmetics for characters, which include mostly, well, from what we know so far, uh, classic costumes that they had in previous games if they're returning characters, right? And like cosmetics for your little avatar uh, that you like get to like control around the fight lounge. Mm. Uh, and these are priced at $4. And, uh, in, in and they have their own little new in-game currency for it. Uh, but it's four dollars and a lot of people got upset. Um well it, the, the community was divided. People have been like in fighting games, people ask for microtransactions all the time. They they ask for like we will pay money for cosmetics. Like please give us more cosmetics, more customization options. We will pay for it if you do it. Um but since there's so many new people to tech in uh the mostly the newer players are like well like i i should have gotten these costumes and returning players i should have got these costumes with the game i paid 70 80 dollars hundreds of a uh, hundred dollars in like canada and stuff like that so like why has, doesn't it come with that and some people even argue like oh like they avoided you know uh putting the shop in in the base game because they wanted to avoid getting like uh negative reviews for it which i don't think that's the case i mean like bandai namco is not like a saint company by any means but i don't think that's uh, you know a thing but um katsuhiro harada like the lead executive lead on tekken said uh like he put out a tweet he's like you know games are getting more expensive to make even from tekken 7 to tekken 8 it's almost three times more expensive than tekken 7 right and he said, to justify keeping the game active for so long, we need to have microtransactions. We need to add the storefront. Um, you know, of course, like back in Tekken 7, they made people pay for frame data. So I think it's a huge, like for a lot of people who play Tekken, that's a huge step that they're just like now just, just giving cosmetics, like and not anything else like gameplay related. But um you know, and he said, like, yeah, like, uh, games are more expensive to make. And if you want us to keep supporting the game and keep adding content, we need to put microtransactions. This is the only way we can do it. Unless you want the game that you love to die in within a month. Like, the servers would just go down. Um, so I, I think it, it, I wanted to bring it to you guys because, you know, the stuff that happens in one game affects other games as well. Because in in the fighting game space, um, specifically like with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, like you see these microtransactions, like twenty dollars for a costume, 
uh, a ten dollars for a fatality to unlock fatalities on a character, ten dollars for a new character, um, you know, uh, thirty bucks for a season pass. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, and and by fighting game standards, Tekken is actually pretty tame. It comes with microtransactions, but I, I want to know what you guys think. You know, uh, what do you guys think is kind of like where where are you guys sitting with this? Because you know, I, I'm 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 of the people that say like i think if the company that is is doing the developing company that's doing the microtransactions if they're transparent enough about it on what it's used for what the money that they're going to make off of these things is used for then i think it's okay um as long as it's not gameplay related like um like or it alters gameplay at all so what do you guys think yeah, I I feel like there's there's a place for correct like microtransactions. I I think especially for um single player games, I personally don't think they should exist. I do not think they should at all. I think if you're making a single player game, you're obviously making it for a story and an experience, not to try and milk more money out of a player. Um like single player games should be made with a love right that, that that's my personal opinion if i'm playing um god of war ragnarok you know and there's something paid coming to that game i would think of it it's going to be dlc but even that studio came out with their dlc for free recently and right. the, and that was like a labor of love that continued the story um there's been some rumors circulating that the next assassin's creed game is going to have a battle pass in it when it is a single player game, uh, I saw that today for the uh, code name Assassin's Creed Red. Uh, it's supposed to be the Japanese uh, ninja take of Assassin's Creed. Uh, which honestly, Ubisoft, what the fuck? Uh, why do you keep pissing us off? I don't get it. Um, you know, uh, I know Garrick's been dealing uh, with a lot of weird stuff inside of Suicide Squad uh, recently. Killed the Justice League. Um, I, I think. If, if you have a live service game that is built to be a live service game that makes a lot of sense as a live service game, like Destiny or um, or uh, like Call of Duty or something like that, I, I feel like it makes sense. People want their skins and stuff like that, but it gets kind of gross mm -hmm. in Call of Duty because sometimes these blueprints just give people better weapons that other people can't get, you know, uh, through like certain attachments that can be on guns. Um the one thing that upsets me about Destiny as a live service game with their battle passes and stuff like that is uh, they sunset a lot of content all the time, stuff that people pay for, um, Bungie does. And it's very, very disappointing. Uh, that That's probably one of the biggest cases of, like, give us more money and we're still going to take away the things that you paid for, um, which is gross, very gross. Um Let's see, uh, the another game, um, oh my gosh, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I think the most correct way and consumer-friendly way I've ever seen a game do a battle pass when it comes to microtransactions is uh, Halo Infinite. Because if you buy a battle pass in that game, if you do not complete it within that season, you can still complete it at any point you want i have been playing that game 
a lot more recently uh again with uh some uh community members of the show actually um shout out shana's classy and banda panda bear earlier um and you can you can just select what battle pass you want to level up at any point anytime you want you can change it between it but going on matches and i think that is the most consumer friendly thing i've ever seen a game do akin to microtransactions and stuff within a game um outside of hell divers 2 letting you get the um the paid currency in game as well i think that is really cool that they let you do that um and i think in hell divers like if you complete the regular battle pass and you don't spend any of the credits you can actually just buy mm -hmm. the premium mm -hmm. battle pass as well with the the amount of the credits you collect can in you regular battle pass can you? Yeah, uh, apparently someone did the math. Yeah. I think. If yeah, you the you, yeah, and you can you could do the same thing. Uh, you know, like even if you just like even if you spent them, you could you could easily just earn enough through like just you know POIs on mission to eventually get whatever you wanted in game. Oh, I did not know that. That's really cool, actually. That's really mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Uh, I love my super citizen title though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like that that that's a game that's so deserving, right? Because that is technically an indie double A studio that uh, did it right, in my opinion. Uh Blizzard, super atrocious. We there used to be a running joke in the gaming community about Elder Scrolls Oblivion with the horse armor for like what it was like 10, 20 bucks. It was ten dollars. Yeah. It was ten dollars. No, was it ten dollars? I thought it was two dollars. I thought ten dollars. When it was first released, it was ten dollars. Um, and, and there was a huge community uproar about it. And dollars and there was two variants of the armor, I remember. Yep, yep. But, uh, now Blizzard does this, I, I know I brought it up at the beginning of this conversation, but 65 fucking dollars for a horse mount? Like, that is so gross, man. That is predatory as fuck. Like, it was two dollars and fifty cents. When it was first released, it was ten bucks. I can promise you. Yeah, that. It really was. I promise really? you, it was ten. Yeah, I promise Dude, I'm, you. I'm I promise. Two dollars and fifty. No, no, it was it was ten dollars. There was articles that it was like yeah, it was like a whole deal. Yeah, I I used to get the Game Informer physical printed magazine, and it had a whole article about it in it. <laughs> and and it was such a big deal too because it, if you purchased the 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 horse armor. It like physically replaced the the horse model in game. Like you couldn't get the old horse back. You were forced to use the armored horse forever. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's true. That. Yep. Yeah. So um, I I I I think there's right ways and wrong ways to go about it, and um, it's very obvious to see what companies are trying to take advantage of players and get as much money as the out of them as they can it, it's almost like those like lottery like cell phone games or like those games that like put ads but you can only buy like ad free passes to certain game modes within those games you know what i mean um right. it, it's very akin to that and uh it, it's i get it making games is hard it's expensive um i think pay to win is disgusting i think sunsetting content that people pay for is disgusting um yeah 
sunsetting content is for especially if it's something that could be purchased via a microtransaction mm -hmm. uh like a battle pass like that that's so fucked and the thing is too yeah. is because bungie got away with it other individuals that had content similar to that actually did similar things um, a lot of people caught shit for it and reversed their sunsetting. Even Bungie has reversed some of their sunsetting some after of it. they've caught after they've caught enough back uh, backfire from the community. But but no, it, it, that's it's just a really it's just a really poor like business tactic. And the thing is, is like it's not even veiled like predatory like practice. Like it's in your face. We want your fucking money. And like Blizzard is obviously very, very uh like notorious for this right now. Everyone's talking about like the fact that like a fucking portal, like a, a town portal skin is twenty dollars, dude. Or a, a fucking a, a cosmetic skin is for for one class. For one it's not even universal. It's for one character class is twenty five dollars. Yep. And like honestly, like it, it it makes it makes no no sense at all. Like yeah. first and foremost, like I echo both of you guys. Like right, like uh, progression should never be available uh, via purchase uh, for like in a in a microtrend. Like you should never be able to progress uh, the game in any way, shape, or form. PVE, MMORPG, PVP. I don't give a fuck. You you should never be able to purchase something that accelerates your character's progress i don't give a shit if it's a single player game like assassin's creed uh which they literally have done this assassin's creed valhalla has like experience boosters that you can buy mm -hmm. it, why it's a single player game what do you need an experience player an experience booster for bro just go fucking kill some shit like that's the yeah. whole like that the whole point of the game is to kill some shit and do it stealthily and cool. Like that's how you get your experience points. Like why did you spend ten dollars to be able to do it twenty five percent faster for the next sixty minutes? That's such a stupid waste of money. Yep. Right? Yep. Or oh or God, Ubisoft is actually really you really predatory with their microtransactions. They straight up will release armor sets in in Assassin's Creed that have unique perks unavailable on any other armor sets in the game. And some of yeah. them will be superior to other effects that to what is available in game. And they will be uh they will be like the highest quality gear available to your character, which is like exotic essentially. Right. Like that's like, why are you giving, why is that sort of pay to win mechanic in a fucking PVE single player story-based experience? It makes no yeah. sense because theoretically I could boot up Assassin's Creed Valhalla, never have touched the game zero hours, open a shop, buy a busted set of armor, buy a, buy a mount without having to progress through the game to unlock it through traditional means, buy a busted-ass weapon, ranged melee and shield, and then walk through the fucking game because I was able to physically buy tickets to buy extra resources to then upgrade that armor to its maximum capacity. It cost me $120 to do it, but hey, but the thing is, is some of you out there have done that, which is why these practices exist in the first place. And that's what's a goddamn shame about microtransactions. Yeah. And, and, and also, I think, I think the predatory aspect, I think the conversion from your money to fun bucks, I think 
needs to be abolished mm-hmm. in all forms of gaming. I swear to God, if if gamers could just see how much shit actually costs, like I swear they wouldn't buy as much. There's because... no normalcy or regulative practice for digital or for uh, for actual to digital currency conversion. It's mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that company want, sets yeah. it to. It, it's not like a universal thing. It's not like we can check like a like a. There's uh, laws in place, but it's yeah. literally so loose that like they can they can that Blizzard can get away with charging fucking sixty five dollars for horse and, armor. And the, the scummy thing is, it's like it's never the exact amount you need. It's yep. never the exact amount you need. You no. might need a like if you wanted to buy that sixty dollars skin, you might need to get just the fifty. You get the fifty dollar bundle of currency, and then you get the ten dollar bundle of currency because they they add the little oh if you buy this you get a plus bonus, like which like it that's really like isn't a bonus. You're actually just paying for that. You for that much? Nerd. Yes. Yeah. Or, and it's or, not like or a limited this, or they'll offer. do or they'll do something along the lines of or this is this is my least this is my least favorite thing. Uh, you can get a skin. The skin doesn't cost $20 worth of currency, but to be able to purchase it outright, you have to buy the minimum of the $20 yeah, bundle, $20, yeah. right? And then you've got X amount of premium currency that is now just no, useless no. because no, it's no. never enough to spend on anything. So you are then, you then feel compelled to buy the lowest one possible to round out that extra currency to be able to zero out your account again at the bare minimum. Otherwise, yeah. you literally have wasted fucking currency just sitting in your shit. The perfect example is on Marvel Snap, the Ooh. fucking collector's tokens, guilty. dude. Guilty. I have... Guilty. I'm guilty. I have, dude... <laughs> Because, like, I would buy the Token Tuesday stuff, or I wouldn't, like, they changed the way that they would feed you the premium currency, and they've changed it three times, and it has directly impacted their in-game microtransaction economy. Well, the fucking thing that bugs me the most about this is the way that they played with the microtransaction, like the free-to-play path, where like, oh, you can get the premium currency through a drip feed, right, if you just play the game X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be that you get, like, you would get 50 from every, like, premium, like, loot box or cash or whatever the hell that you would have. And you would then have, and then eventually you would have, like, a nice round number that you'd be able to buy, uh, like, your next card with. Or you'd right. you know you'd but you'd spend whatever gold you had, you had earned from playing the game to round out your tokens to buy your next card with. Well, you can't do that anymore because now it always delivers it to you in increments of a hundred. So I just have fifty fucking tokens I can never ever spend ever ever. They're literally useless because nothing in this game provides them to you in an increment of five. Nothing. Zilp, zitch, nada. Even if I spent hard-earned cold cash to route out my premium currency, I will always have 50 premium currency that is fucking bunk 
on my account yeah. for the end of time, dude. And that is a regulatory practice with microtransactions. But you guys wanted that $20. You guys wanted that $18.5 skin really bad. So you spent that $20 and they, they literally just collected an extra $2 from you off the fucking and before jump. Tax. And it's mm. before tax too, which I think fucking sucks. The fact that all the prices are listed before tax and not calculated for you before purchase. After tax. It, it's that. egregious, man. I've had two games in recent memory that I feel really approach microtransactions really well. Uh, the first one is obviously Helldivers 2. Like, yep. I, 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 went, I went straight up followed the CEO of that studio because that, that man has said some shit Genius. in the last two Genius. weeks like like yeah he's spitting because he went on record saying that he believes that games have to earn their right to monetize and i was mm -hmm. just like say it a little louder for the people in the back please like because you do you can't just drop some fresh ip and be like oh yeah spend 20 dollars on this skin and expect people to be okay with that nobody's mm. gonna do that right Especially if your company has no history of doing that in the past, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna charge. We're just gonna do this now, and it's gonna be a live service product, and we expect you guys to consume that and be okay with that." Uh, Helldivers yeah. Two doesn't do that at all, right? Like, and everything, and like, like we said, and like Devin said, everything that is available to you via premium currency can be earned 100% free. I literally saw a post on the subreddit which I'm on daily at this point that that you know was that somebody did the math. He's like I played this amount of hours and I think it was like 40 hours uh and he and he he said I have earned $65 worth of premium credits premium super credits in game without spending a dime just collecting it because it's giving it to you at an actual rate that makes sense to you as a player reward right it's not some mm -hmm. bullshit five five credits here five credits here drip feed where it's going to take you 200 hours in game to buy one piece of cosmetic right and then you still have to you know grind another 400 to get the other pieces you're matching to get your matching fit right mm -hmm. like this is this game doesn't do that uh, the other one is Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, all of their microtransactions oh, yeah. uh, are done are completely cosmetic. They are released with their season passes. The season pass itself is completely free. But if you like, but you can support this, you can support them by uh, you know by buying that cosmetic bundle that's been released with that season theme. Uh, and then you just you know, and then you buy that. But you can enjoy everything that's available in the battle pass for completely free. Oh, oh, you missed what was available in the battle pass, or like you know, say you got halfway through it and a new season rolled out, and there was some cosmetics that you didn't get. <laughs> a okay, it just rolled into the regular loot pool in the game, and you can now just collect it out in the wild, right? Like you're like every cosmetic will it will eventually get to every player as long as they're willing to play the game, yeah. right? Like it, all all it requires you is time to play. Mm -hmm. but but no money right it's just time to play and that is what microtransactions should feel like like your players should be rewarded for their time in your game they should mm. not they should not have to be spending money extra money to improve their experience with your product 
right? You know, like, uh, that's whack. A one hundred percent, and um, kind of harboring back to good practices. Uh, Halo Infinite. Um, you know, I talked earlier about if you buy a battle pass, you can still unlock anything on that battle pass whenever you want, even if another yeah. pass is going on. Well, that's you can an amazing practice. Suicide Squad actually, I think, straight up ripped off that idea from Halo Infinite because they, they said everybody should. Everybody because should. It's a great practice. They said, they said, yeah, once our battle pass is released, you can literally just go back to it whenever you want. Yeah, everybody should do that, honestly, because you're paying for that content already by buying the battle pass. So that should be content that should be available to you at all times because you are yeah, paying for, for the, the license. days the season's running. Because not everybody can play a game every single day. They, they can't. They can't. No. You know? Battle passes do no. not respect players' times. Yeah. Battle passes are for whales. Yeah. They're not for casual players. Because, like, yeah. dude, most battle passes take upwards of 50 in-game hours to complete, which is a fuck And that's ton. a more uh, conservative, that's like, like, sometimes... Estimate. That's sometimes the whole amount of time an individual will put into the life of a game is 50 hours. And mm -hmm. you're expecting people to repeat that every three months that's exhausting for your player base yeah yeah it's very exhausting which is kind of uh harbors back to why a lot of people have fallen off of destiny because of some of the things that they've done games as a service in general yeah um i'm sick of games as a service honestly i am uh the back, all the single player games like ps2 era it just like, I, I think the reason why I started playing Halo again is it is very it, it it is still the same. It is is it is the same game that I played a few iterations ago, like 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like I'm still playing Halo 3, if that makes any sense. Granted, there's newer things of it. The game plays a little bit different, but it still has that feel to it. And that's right, how I want my games same. to be. You know, and that that's how I want games to be. And I, I feel like we've strayed so far away from that in uh, modern gaming that when games are released in a sense of, of the way that they used to be, it, they, they get praised and it's like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, but that's that's how games should be. There yeah. should be a labor labor of love behind it instead of them trying to get every single penny in my bank account. You know, I, I know things are expensive, but make things that people care about and more people will buy that game. It's it's that simple. It's uh, that simple. Agreed, dude. Like if you don't make your product with monetization at the forefront of your game, it's bad business. Your game will fail. Avengers. It's not good practice like oh my like I, i'm gonna I, i'm actually just gonna straight up call out avengers on this one because like they shit the bed in a real real special sort of way right well mm -hmm. like we're, that game basically the game's dead now right the servers are up and running but like there's no there's are no they? longer any you can't buy it anymore actually you can't you, buy no, that it's game. just it's just if you own it it is what it is but the game just exists in its current form and that's all but the thing is is like there were times where they were giving you like, oh yeah, MCU branded licensed skins that were about $20 skins. And then when they shut that shit down, they said, we're going to give every skin to every player for free. 
if I was a motherfucker who had spent $20 on evil in a single skin and I found out a hundred other motherfuckers got that same skin for free, I'd be pissed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Like, absolute slap in the face to your player base. Like, you design your product with longevity of content in mind and then sprinkle in appropriate microtransactions in the form of cosmetic rewards that make sense for your play five dollars five dollars five dollars twenty dollar bundles five dollars twenty dollar bundles right and when we're saying twenty dollar bundles like we're saying that's the maximum amount your battle pass should cost yep yep it's twenty dollars and twenty dollars and like and and if if i'm spending twenty dollars on a battle pass that should get me and that i don't want i'm not i don't want any seasonal content that should be available to me for fucking free i don't want i don't want fucking i don't want unique i don't i want like for my battle passes i want special i want unique things that i i earn you know by by uh, like like armor sets and portraits and character titles and stuff like that like i want like i i want stuff like that but i don't just want it drip fred to me on a track man i miss the days of earning your stuff mm-hmm Mm-hmm. yeah Progre- right. like, progression do you, dude. do you remember like do you remember like when you guys would log into video games and like that dude had that ultra cool like you're like you you would log into world like 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 my favorite would be like you'd, it'd be like you'd log into world of warcraft and they'd have like some fucking title and they'd be like you know you know leroy jenkins the like the ultimate sh- destroyer of god right and you're like where the fuck did you get that title at bro i want that title i want to be the ultimate destroyer of what god. he did to get that and, you're and like, then he was just like dude. oh yeah me and my raid team just went 25 and a half hours just doing this hardcore no wipe raid trying to get this special strength like a sp- special achievement and it unlocked the title for everybody that completed that guild and you're like oh fuck you want to what you earn that you can have that i'm never gonna get that right like you earned that title mm-hmm. right but at the, but but now it's just like damn dude that's a really cool title you're like how'd you get that you're like i spent 25 dollars and wasted a whole month not talking to my friends dude i i, I paid 60 dollars to look like i'm from like heaven sent with this armor set you know yeah like, yeah buy shit and like oh dude you look so cool dude where where'd you get that set it's like yeah it's in the shop bud like <laughs> microtransactions aren't yeah dude microtransactions microtransactions just aren't rewarding for for players like it's like and, and and if you and if you really need to have microtransactions you need to give your players like a dopamine chase in the form of a premium currency in game all all the way that helldivers is doing and it needs to be meaningful like don't like don't give me like i like that's like there's nothing worse than when you start playing like a new mobile game that's like kind of cool and you like go do like a little bit of research on it because you're just like oh yeah okay, i don't want to get into this game you're just like wait 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 oh, no like you actually don't want to play this game you're gonna have to play 200 hours to be able before you can buy your next character upgrade and you're just like oh i oh, i shit. don't I don't have time for that, like that actually yeah. like i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go ahead and put this down right or and then you've got and then you uh right and then we got it's just there's just 
no progression in, in your battle passes and in your microtransactions, right? Make them affordable to your players and make sure that your microtransactions are respectful of your players' time. That's all I'm saying. 100, 100%. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, 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 we're, we're starting to run out of time here. I think we've gotten our point across of how we feel personally about microtransactions and uh, brought up some very good examples about games that other studios uh exactly exactly games that other studios should look at and learn from on uh future releases here moving forward uh because the community is over it and there's things that the community is happy about but in in hindsight the community is need to break trends too yeah we need to break trends we need we need more triple a studios to be at the forefront of this and help out we really do. We we need we that. also mm-hmm. yeah, and and transparency matters too. Because mm-hmm. I think what makes it okay for Tekken Eight to do microtransactions because like one the price it's like four bucks for like just a skin. But that's like, appropriate. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Like I feel yeah, like that's but also. Fair. But they they also say this money that we're using is just for continued development of the game and balancing it and it and and for tournament prize pools. And mm-hmm. that's it. You know, I, I I feel like if more developers just came out and said, this is what we're using the money for, I think more people would be okay with it. I mean, it, it'd still be bad. Like, microtransactions isn't, like, the best thing in the world. Like, but I think people just, like, developers need to be like, okay, this is what we're using the money for. This is how much money we're making from it. This is, like, how we meet our profit margins. That's why we priced it this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I would, like, because, again... Video games are hard work. Skins don't like aren't like just copy pasteable. You know what I mean? Like they still take hours of work. So like I don't know. Like just tell us like like have a dialogue with us gamers. I feel like the like Helldivers uh, developer and 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 the Tekken developer and like th- those people who actually just talk to their players and say this is what we're using it for. I think garner way more respect than just gummy bullshit. All of these companies are already building pair relationship with their communities anyways. Make it a meaningful one at the very least. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there's already some like 20-year-old intern that's like working their social media, dude. Might as well just yeah. like, use like, them to your advantage. They know what they're yeah. talking about. Like use their youth is to your benefit here, folks. Right. 100%. 100%. Um, guys, please let us know what you feel about uh, microtransactions and uh, battle passes within your games. Um, but uh, we're going to go over our schedule for the rest of the week here. Uh, Thursday, we have no splash damage episode because us at GK here are going to be going and seeing Dune Part 2. Do you guys get your tickets I got yet? A squad going. I got, you, yeah. yeah, I got a squad going. Yeah, hell yeah, yep. hell yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm going with a friend, and I'm so looking forward to this movie. I think I'm gonna make it a point to watch part one the same day since I I don't have much going on before the movie, so I'm gonna That's do that. Fair enough. I literally just rewatched it because I introduced it to my brother, and he's gonna be coming with me now on Thursday. <laughs> oh, did he love it? So it's he loved it. He was just like, I gotta go see, I gotta go see the second one. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, all right, bet. I was just like, I'll, I was like, I'll add your ticket. I'll add your ticket in. I was like, well, we're we're going on Thursday. Yes, yes. I can. Uh, what time are you seeing it? Uh, we're going at like eight fifteen. Uh, my time. Okay, I'm going at seven thirty my time. 
So, so pretty close. So yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll probably get out of the theater around the same yeah. time. Uh, we won't talk about it, but I'm sure we'll no, we'll no, both. We'll re- we'll I'm sure we'll both text each other and just be like, "Dude, bro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Dude. DJ? What about you? Uh, I'm seeing it Friday. Friday, uh, a few hours before um, we do the show. So it'd be fresh. Yeah, you're gonna have like, I'm hosting the show that night, so I just I really needed to be in the forefront of my mind. Like I won't do anything on Fridays, so like I just have it open, so like I just go and do that. Perfect, perfect. He's gonna be be chilling in the matinee. (laughs) Are you getting the Danusi? Are you getting the Danusi? I think I'm gonna. I'm going to local theater. If it doesn't sell out, if it doesn't sell out, I'm a hundred percent getting. Same, same. I'm. I will. I will sit here on the podcast and. Eat oh, yeah. popcorn out I'll of it. Popcorn in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will 100% do it. I will get the Danusi, and the Danusi will go on my shelf right behind me mm. moving forward. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that Friday, we're going to be reviewing part two of, of Dune, wow. and that will be at 7 p.m. West Coast time, 10 p.m. East Coast time. So be here. See the movie before if you can. Um, this will be a spoiler-free review. Uh, I cannot wait to see this movie and talk about it. Uh, but for now, guys, this has been Good Kraken's Death Ratio, your choice for all the nerdy video game news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. West Coast time. If you liked what you heard, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcast and video services wherever you like to watch or listen. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Death Ratio and leaving a review there. We have to go, but until next time, fuck your horse armor. Don't fuck your horse armor, but fuck horse armor. Fuck horse armor. Fuck horse armor. <laughs>